0: Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about all the new and returning things to Disney World in anticipation of the 50th anniversary. There have been a lot of announcements, and so we catch you up on all of them. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. You can also help us out by supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash disney deciphered where you'll receive bonus content if you have any questions for the podcast email us disney at gmail.com tweet at us at ww deciphered on twitter or message us on our facebook page disney deciphered thanks and enjoy the show hi i'm joe from as the joe flies
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So there is a lot that has been going on. There have been a ton of announcements recently about things that are coming back, new things that are coming to the parks. Everything is kind of moving up into full swing and the 50th anniversary is coming up so there's a lot for us to talk about so we thought today we would talk about what's coming to the disney parks in the next few months and also what is coming back Uh, some of the things that we're really excited to have coming back as well before we get started we want to give a shout out and thank you to some of our new patrons from the month of june candace g andy Catherine m and Ed E, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. If you want some bonus content and want to support the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Uh, we also have a Facebook group for our patrons and supporters. If you are a patron and you have not been added to the Facebook group yet, please let me know. All right, so Leslie, there is a ton of stuff coming back, and a lot of it is revolving around the 50th anniversary. So let's get started. The big announcement is that fireworks are back and happening right now, but on October 1st, the fireworks shows are going to change. So what are we hearing about what's going to be happening for the 50th anniversary fireworks wise?
1: All right. So we're going to get harmonious finally in Epcot. So that's really exciting. It's not just going to be barges blocking views anymore. There's going to be like some payoff for that. (laughs) It's
0: going to be barges with uh, fluorescent lighting blocking views. That's right. On top of them. Yes.
1: Way better. Way better. So that's something to look forward to. But the word on the street is this is going to be a pretty amazing show. So watch and wait, I guess.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, we've been waiting for Harmonious for a while. I do think it'll be great. I do not think the barges are the most aesthetically pleasing things that I've ever seen, but I'm still excited about this show and excited what they're going to be doing with the barges epcot forever is what is being shown until then for now but without the kites which we'll get to what's going on with those kites later however on october 1st it's going to change over to harmonious now right now at the magic kingdom they are playing happily ever after fireworks but on october 1st it's going to be a new show called disney enchantment they are just like with happily ever after going to be using projections on the castle to enhance the fireworks show but they also are going to And I can't imagine yet exactly what this is going to look like, but they are saying that they're going to also be doing projections on Main Street. So the projections are going to take up a lot larger portion of the park than just the castle. And I cannot envision it, but it sounds like it could be pretty cool.
1: So, Joe, for the Disneyland folks among us, they can definitely imagine it, because that's that's what's been happening at Disneyland for several of the last fireworks shows, and what's happening actually right now with Mickey's Mixed Magic, there are projections that go all the way down Main Street, on the castle, there are also, a lot of the shows have had projections at Rivers of America and Small World, so you can kind of have multiple viewing locations. I mean, I think this is like, at Disneyland, they need more viewing locations, because they can't cram as many people into the hub, it's a lot smaller, so... I. I imagine they're taking a cue out of uh, Disneyland's playbook here, but I guess it remains to be seen.
0: Okay, so paint a mental picture for me. I feel like the castle worked because you're kind of seeing it from a distance. It's not like up close. And then like in Happily Ever After, for example, they use some of the spires from the castle. They turn them into rockets and things like that. Now, Main Street, I don't know. It's just it's so... There are so many different building types and architecture. Like, what does it look like if you've uh, experienced it at Disneyland since obviously you've seen this tech and I haven't?
1: They have a lot of littler sort of projections in in places. And so you see just sort of different scenes of the same movie or or something like that that, that's being shown on the castle. So it complements what's happening on the castle. It sort of allows you to get different angles and different views. And usually I like to stand kind of like halfway down Main Street, at least for Mickey's Mix Magic. And then I can still see some of the castle, what's going on there, and then see sort of out of the side of my eyes these sort of side views. But you're right. I mean, the Main Street facade is not as great for projecting things onto but you can still see plenty and, and it works
0: do you ever feel like it's sensory overload i i feel like if there are projections like everywhere i'm not sure like where i'm going to be looking i it was already like tough enough with happily ever after to divide my attention between the castle and the fireworks themselves so what's been your experience with that
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess at least with Mickey's Mixed Magic, it's a little bit frenetic as is like in terms of the show. So it kind of works for that. And I'm trying to remember what the projections were at Halloween time, because I also saw those as well. Those were unique. And I feel like it works. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's a different layout a little bit at Disney World. So I, I'm going to reserve judgment. And in fact, you have so much more space between the castle and some of the buildings on Main Street that I wonder whether you can get sort of both views at once at Disney World. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. Although Len Testa from the Disney dish seems to think that Happily ever after will not come back, which I'm kind of sad about that. But uh, we can talk about that on a Disney Deciphered Unfiltered at another time. Now, there's one new attraction coming on October 1st. We've talked about it many times, Leslie, but quick recap what's coming on October 1st, attraction wise?
1: The long awaited debut of Remy's Ratatouille adventure in Epcot at the France Pavilion. And I guess. We'll see whether we get some soft openings leading up to October 1st, because it's been ready for a while, as we've talked about. But this should be a great addition to Epcot, and I'm looking forward to that one a lot.
0: Yes, bring on the soft openings. I mean, the Velocicoaster at Universal Studios Orlando was running a month before its official quote-unquote open. So I hope to see Ratatouille start in September or something like that. So that would be pretty cool. Now, as I was alluding to, Epcot Forever, the fireworks spectacular currently at Epcot, used to feature people riding around on jet skis, Mobius, with illuminated kites going around. It was a very cool effect. They are not doing that right now because they would crash into aforementioned harmonious barges. However, I guess they're using this, I shouldn't call it kite technology, but they're taking this jet ski and kite idea and taking it to the Discovery River Amphitheater at Disney's Animal Kingdom and calling this new show Disney Kite Tales. So it's going to happen a few times per day at Animal Kingdom. They are not replacing Rivers of Light, but it seems like they are still going to be using the lagoon for this show, which We'll see what it's like. The kites in Epcot Forever were honestly pretty cool, but I think part of the reason why they were cool is because it was happening at night, and they were illuminated in the dark. I'll reserve judgment to see what this show is like, but it is nice to have at least something else happening at Animal Kingdom, because attraction-wise, there's not a lot to do there all the time, even though I love the park.
1: Totally agree. Animal Kingdom definitely needs a couple of extra things, and this fills a nice gap, I suppose.
0: A couple of other quick hits from what's coming for the 50th anniversary. They're adding a Coco scene into Mickey's Philhar Magic, which I'll be interested to see what that's like, because I feel like Mickey's Philhar Magic has not changed forever. I'll be curious to see how they insert an extra scene into it. And of course, the music of Coco is so good. It'll fit really well in there. They're going to be doing what they're calling the Fab 50 character statues. So those are just going to be statues of various characters spread throughout the park. So that'll be fun. I hope they have some kind of scavenger hunt situation going along with that. But of course, you could just Search them out on your own. And then finally, they're doing something that Disney's calling the Beacons of Light, which basically means they're going to have special lighting packages on the castle, the Chinese theater, the Tree of Life, and Spaceship Earth that uh, are going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary. So it's just kind of bells and whistles, decorations. These are things that are nice and will probably enhance the overall experience, but they're not like the biggest announcements like the fireworks shows or anything like that.
1: All right, Joe, let's turn to some slightly bigger announcements then extra magic hours we got some news out about that tell us what's going on with that feature these days
0: yep so extra magic hours for those of you who do not know in the past, if you're staying at an on-site Disney resort, there would be extra magic hours. Sometimes they would be in the morning and you could get into the park an hour earlier than everyone else. And sometimes there would be a night you could stay at the park one or two hours after. Those have gone away since the reopening and they have not come back yet. However, on October 1st, again, coinciding with the 50th anniversary, they're going to be starting the new version of extra magic hours that they had announced while Disney was still closed or maybe right when it reopened. It's Basically going to be, if you're an on-site hotel guest, you get let into the parks 30 minutes early. Now, we're going to have to see what this actually looks like. Because right now, you do get let into the park 30 minutes early, but they have kind of gone back to the old rope drop procedure where you're basically in holding pens and there's like a physical rope blocking you from walking into the park where their attractions are and then they'll drop it and let you go in so i'm not sure how they're going to differentiate between on-site and off-site guests and whether off-site guests are going to have to wait like outside the ticket style 30 minutes in advance but the extra magic hours are going to become just this 30 minute head start that you get in the morning really quickly what are your feelings about that i think i've mentioned before that this is how they do it in tokyo disney but It is a pretty big change. So what are your thoughts on how these new extra magic hours, which is really only in the morning, look?
1: So, you know, we talked about before, this is a big negative, I guess, for people who are staying off-site because this happens at every park every morning. So the on-property guests will be filling up every park every morning, 30 minutes ahead of you. So I guess I look at it as more of a negative for the off-site guests than necessarily as a positive for the on-property guests because I mean I think we know from the past you know often extra magic hours at Disney World at least you know in contrast to, to Disneyland there are a lot of on-property guests and so yes you get a couple of things knocked out but it's not like completely low capacity and often it makes the park more crowded for the day but of course now with every park having it maybe it won't maybe maybe it'll sort of even crowds out a little bit. I'm glad to have some bone thrown to on-property guests because I think there are not enough benefits right now for being on property. I wish it was an hour instead of 30 minutes. That doesn't give you a lot of time to get much done before the rest of the crowds come in. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it's 15 minutes in Tokyo. In Tokyo, it's different though because you have to sprint to the fast pass kiosks which <laughs> let's not talk about fast pass right now since we have no idea what's going on with that we'll see i agree i wish it was a little bit longer than 30 minutes maybe they say 30 minutes and they're a little bit fuzzy with that math just like they're fuzzy with opening time right now it's just all tough to see it's all up in the air so we shouldn't really speculate exactly what it's going to look like i should note though that they've also said that select good neighbor hotels and disney affiliated hotels will also be included in this You're thinking Swan and Dolphin and probably all the same good neighbor hotels that had extra magic hours in the past, though Disney hasn't announced the exact ones yet. Now, there is going to be evening extra magic hours. Who or how much money do you have to pay to access these evening extra magic hours, Leslie?
1: whatever the cost of the cheapest deluxe resort, Joe. (laughs) So these are brand new. I mean, they are going to be only for guests staying at the Disney on-property deluxe hotels. So it's been interesting. We've been watching it and those hotels have not necessarily been totally full as, you know, folks have been coming back. There have been some screaming deals and there have been some some, uh, situations where people got bumped from like a value or a moderate into a deluxe, right? (laughs) So So I guess Disney's trying to fill those rooms and this is a way to do it by giving them an extra perk. And it's very controversial. I'm sure you saw all the commentary on Twitter about what folks thought about this, but Disney has been stratifying a lot of its benefits based upon guest, you know, willingness to pay. And this is just another example of that.
0: Yep. So, I mean, that's how it's going to be unless we get a Ohana Noodle situation. So it is good to know that if you're staying at Deluxe Resort, you'll have select evening Extra Magic Hours. Now, I think this will be more like the old Extra Magic Hours, so it'll be like Magic Kingdom will be open later one night for these Deluxe Resorts, Animal Kingdom another night, etc., etc. In terms of the number of guests at Deluxe Resorts, however, I do think that, yes, you'll be paying a lot of extra money to be staying there. And I'm not, on this episode, going to make commentary about whether... People should be paying for the experience. But if you're staying at a deluxe resort, there's only a certain number of guests that can be staying at a deluxe resort. So those evening extra magic hours are probably going to be pretty nice for those people who are staying at the resorts. So it is what it is, I guess.
1: All right. So speaking of deluxe resorts, there's been some renovations happening at a couple of them. Give us an update, Joe, as to what folks can expect if they're going to some of these resorts in the next couple of months.
0: Yeah, so I think we've already mentioned in a previous episode that the Polynesian rooms have been updated to be Moana themed. And they've also done the contemporary as well to be updated to be Incredibles themed. Leslie, we haven't chatted about this yet. What do you think about these contemporary rooms? I think they look pretty nice. I feel like anything is an improvement from the old one just because it hadn't been refurbished in a while.
1: Yeah. I agree. They got panned a little bit on Twitter, but I like them. I mean, I love this sort of mid-century modern look right now, at least when it comes to sort of Disney theming. I mean, a lot of the hotels actually at Disneyland are going that route as well. The the Hojo right across the street from Disneyland has really got some great mid-century modern updated rooms and it's fun. I mean, it kind of works with the, it certainly works with the contemporary and, and their vibe and with you know incorporating in a character. I think that's one thing a lot of people are looking more Four is a little bit more Disneyfication maybe of some of these deluxe resorts. I mean, I know my kids would, would think it was fun.
0: We've always said that you have to go to the Valley Resorts to get the Disney theming, like the Disney movie theming. Obviously, every resort is very well themed. I feel like both with the Poly and with the Contemporary, they have themed it with some intellectual property, some IP, but it's not... Totally like over the top, so I think they've done it in a tasteful way. I also think people on social media complain about everything. I feel like the only announcement that I've seen that Disney's made that no one has complained about is Casey's Corner reopening. So I think we just all need to chill. You know, give Disney criticism where it's due, but I think the nature of social media is that the uh, criticism gets pretty rabid at times.
1: Agreed. (laughs) We I've certainly had enough for this week. So yeah,
0: ironically, I care the least about Casey's Corner, but. People seem to be excited. So Super
1: excited about that. So, well, one thing that folks are really excited about in a certain niche community is the return of Run Disney. That news just broke not very long ago. And I want to know, Joe, uh, how's your back doing? Are you ready to finally run that race?
0: I do not know if my back is ready yet, but I'm seriously thinking about whether to sign up for Marathon Weekend. So they've announced that races are coming back now. I was surprised that they also brought back Wine and Dine, which is from November 4th to November 7th. Run Disney is basically back in full swing. They they announced four races, Wine and Dine, which is November 4th to 7th, like I said, Marathon Weekend, January 5th to January 9th, the Princess Marathon or, or Half Marathon, excuse me, from February 24th to February 27th, is that's that weekend. And then a Springtime Race, which they haven't yet announced the theming for that, is going to be March 31st to uh, April 3rd. So all these races are coming back. All the registration dates are out. You you can look those up online at rundisney.com. And people are very excited about these races coming back. I mean, I'm excited about it coming back. I think maybe to play it safe, I'll just sign up for the 10K on marathon weekend. I'm thinking maybe if I do the 10K, I can walk it, worst case scenario, but uh, we will see how that goes.
1: All right. Well, hopefully you'll continue to make recovery strides in the coming months and be able to do that. I'm excited for you.
0: As my wife always says, are you doing your core exercises? So I'm going to need to work on that.
1: All right. I'll remind you now too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Another announcement that people are really excited about. Disney officially said that the dining plan will be coming back. They said they're not ready to announce specific dates or details yet, but they said something to the effect of in the press release. We know people are really excited about the dining plan coming back. We're excited too, and we hope to talk more about that soon. So dates TBD, but those of you who enjoy the dining plan, as we always say here, you're not going to save money on the dining plan, but if you want to prepay for your food, it's a good thing to do. We will find out when those dates are, but I'm pretty sure they'll be back by 2022 at the latest.
1: Yeah, I think so. I guess the the question mark is what will the prices be? Because I have a feeling things will change in pricing.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Same with... uh We should insert a little aside in here right now that we have not heard anything official from Disney about Fast Pass Plus yet or anything like that, but... I feel like it's a pretty safe bet that there is going to be some kind of monetary component to some aspect of FastPass when it comes back.
1: I think that's fair. So that's all the speculation I guess we'll put on the table for today. But this this could be coming sooner rather than later, I think.
0: Yeah, as always, when we know, you'll know. And unlike this news, which we held off for a while, I do feel like when the FastPass Plus news comes, uh, we're going to want to talk about it immediately since we've been waiting to hear what that's going to look like for half a year at this point. A couple of uh, smaller things to close things out. For Disney photographers, if you want them to take a picture with your phone, they can do that again. You know, that's always good to know. You don't have to worry about paying for Memory Maker if you don't want it. It's something that we always felt comfortable doing. So take your picture. They'll take the picture with their official camera and then be like, can you take a picture with my phone? Actually, you give it to them before they take the shots and they'll take the pictures with both. So that's always very good to use if you don't have memory makers so you can have the photos on your phone.
1: Definitely. And then the last loose end is Space 220, Joe. Yes, have some you might call
0: it the loosest end. <laughs>
1: I mean, we've been waiting a long time for Ratatouille, but like Space 220 was supposed to open in like 2019 originally, and we don't have it yet. What have you been hearing about it?
0: So the rumors are, and again, they are rumors, but the rumors are that they're hiring for Space 220 again. This is not the first time they have hired people for Space 220. We'll see if it opens by this fall. I think... Everyone is waiting for this restaurant to open. If you have not heard about Space 220 before, the concept is you're going to take this elevator and it'll feel like you're eating in outer space. You'll just be surrounded by screens and it'll be outer space. It's similar to the bars on Disney Cruise Line that have all these projections that make you feel like well, in the current ships, they make you feel like you're in Paris or New York. In the future ships, they'll make you feel like you're in Star Wars. Space Two Twenty 20 is supposed to be an out-of-this-world dining experience. And I just like to put it on here because, you know, it is the thing that people have been waiting for forever. And I feel like at this point, how can it live up to the hype? It's been like three years that we've been waiting for this.
1: Yep. So <laughs> I guess we'll see when it opens. Hopefully it'll be fantastic.
0: I do think it'll be pretty cool, but I don't know. This restaurant is cursed in one way or another.
1: Indeed, indeed. All right, Joe, well, that's a lot of news for one of our short episodes. So why don't you close us out with our traditional Disney do or don't?
0: My Disney do is, if you're traveling to Disney World, pretty much any time from today until the future. I think it is just important to mentally prepare yourself for things crowd-wise to be pretty much back to normal. I feel like at this point, Disney World is essentially operating as it did pre-pandemic or at least as much as they can. But the caveat is I still think for the next few months, not everything is open. Like a lot of things are opening, but there are still just going to be those issues that occur from a certain number of people being in the parks, but only a certain number of things being open. I think at this point, you really need to be mentally prepared to be going into pretty full parks. I had a friend and client who was there this week and he was like, I don't know if I can recommend you going to Disney world right now without fast pass, just because it's like so crowded. We're packed in like sardines and that's what I've been seeing all over the place. So Definitely go in with proper expectations, knowing that it's going to be busy and knowing that Disney World, like all travel, is still getting back up to speed. So there are going to be some issues there. I know if you follow Leslie on Twitter at Trips with Tykes, she ran into some non-Disney related travel issues this week that I will not recap for you, but uh, it was pretty rough. So travel is just tough right now. So go in with proper expectations with all that.
1: Well said, Joe. And yes, I survived <laughs> the air travel mishap of the century and lived to tell the tale. But yeah, it's it's rough out there. But you know, there is there is fun to be had if you prepare accordingly. You're right.
0: Let's just say that we're recording this episode five days after we were originally planning to do so. Yep. <laughs> All right. So what is coming to Disney World that you're excited about? What is coming that we may have missed because uh, it really has been like drinking from a fire hose lately with all the Disney news let us know disney deciphered at gmail.com at Ww deciphered on Twitter or find us on our Facebook page Disney deciphered if you have any experiences from the parks that you'd like to let us know especially with this kind of transition period that we're in right now where there's a lot more people going but not everything's open yet please email us or contact us at any of those places we'd love to hear your experiences thank you so much everyone for listening other than that thank you so much Leslie for taking the time to talk to me and I will see you anxiously waiting outside of the door space 220 for it to open
1: thanks joe